welcome to the latest installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. And I'm joined by a panel of very experienced top leaders to discuss an intriguing topic the importance of culture for individual performance. Hi, everyone. This is Chris Bennett here, a Knowledge Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Before we delve deeper into this topic, let's work our way around the room with some general introductions. So I'd like to know who you are, what you do, and also your interests outside the work. So we'll start off with Ricardo. Okay. Hello, everyone. Uh, Thank you very much for having me here uh, today. I'm proud to be here, actually, because I yeah, lately have been uh, listening to these uh, podcasts, and, and uh, it's a very good insight from other leaders and uh, what is going uh, around. So, great pleasure to be here and uh, to discuss this topic here today about this importance of the team culture for you know, individual performance. My name is Ricardo. I'm uh, I'm Brazilian. I have like a it, it's five years uh, now living here in Denmark, and I work in NOV. And uh, in our company segment, basically what we do here, we do deliver uh, subsea products for the offshore business. And uh, out of work, I like to hang out with friends. I have uh, two kids and uh, seven bikes. I think that's quite uh, enough to keep me uh, busy outside of uh, working hours. But I do like a lot uh a lot of different kind of sports uh all kinds and uh, i mean i'm always trying to do a bit of that um so that's a bit of myself but uh, last but not least uh today uh, when we are recording this uh, podcast is uh, international women's day so congrats for the women that are listening to ourselves here and uh, we are we are only men here in this podcast, but yeah, it it's also for for us a good opportunity uh, to reflect uh, and uh, think about like how we can uh, create like a, a team culture and uh, make sure that uh, women will be spread out also in leadership positions and so on. So I can pass now to the next one, then. <laughs> Thank you for that and a great point, Ricardo. Although unfortunately we are a panel full of Meals today, I think it's a great mention that it is International Women's Day, and I think we've all got a lot to thank. And I think you make some great points about how this this topic can intertwine in terms of culture and ensuring that there is a more diverse workforce. But without further ado, Alejandro, if you'd like to give an introduction. Hi everyone, um, thank you for having me here. I also want to congratulate all the women that uh, work every day with us, even though we don't have any. Uh, here in this podcast, a little bit about me. I'm I'm Alejandro. I'm originally from from Spain, but I've been living in in Denmark for for ten years, and and now I work as a as a product manager for for the Leo Group, which is 
a very playful organization and very diverse with a very strong values in our culture. So it's for me, it's something that I really like to talk about this topic. And, and I work as a, as a program manager with a cross-functional team working with the, the intelligent automation and, and process mining. And on my free time, I, I really like to be active, to take care of myself uh, with a lot of different sports. And my favorite sport right now are paddle tennis and, and cycling. And it seems like we've got a panel for cyclists. And no. <laughs> thank you very much for that, Alejandro. Moving on to Ruben, if you'd like to give us a little introduction. Yeah, uh, first of all, of course, thank you for having me. Uh, happy to be here. Um, also, uh, thank you, Ricardo, for bringing up uh, that it's uh, International Women's Day. Of course, I think uh, not just that, but uh, the topic we are uh, going to be discussing today is very much integrated into having diverse teams, and that comes with the whole spectrum of race, gender, and everything in between. So uh, that's a great point to make. But uh, basically, yeah, I'm Ruben. Uh, I'm Spanish as well. Uh, I moved here to Denmark five months ago, so I've not been here for uh, for that long. And uh, I work in Devoteam G Cloud, which is the branch of the, the French consulting company Devoteam, which specializes in only Google Cloud technologies. And uh, I've been working there for almost six years. Um, and my main uh, responsibilities are my official role as well CTO, and I'm also a team manager. And I have a few communities that I take care of uh, inside the company. So culture is a near and dear subject to my heart, I would say. Uh, on top of that, so my free time, I like to uh, mess around with uh, some music, uh, guitar specifically. Uh, I like biking a lot too, but I haven't gotten around to getting a bike here yet, even though it's a very... Uh, <laughs> Uh, bike-centric uh, city for sure uh, and mm -hmm. I just love meeting people and uh, listening that's uh, something I like to do a lot which is quite easy so thank you very much Ruben and last but no means least Ewa. yeah hey hi everyone cheers uh, very grateful to be there as well today uh, Kona is good to, to reach out you know to discuss about the, the importance of culture and uh, individual performance I think there was a good or quite interesting topic we, we couldn't refuse let's say to, to talk about it uh, indeed it's quite an inclusive topic um, so perfect for the day I would say um, so regarding myself um, so I, I'm working for Alstom uh, which is a leader in the railway industry in Denmark. So we're basically 250 employees in Denmark, but around 75,000 around the world, I gotta say, it's quite global. And what we do is we develop solutions for digital mobility. Uh, we're gonna provide uh, a new set of 150 electrical trains uh, for Denmark. Uh, we're renovating as well, the, or we will, sorry, renovate the, the metro lines, you know, the M1 and M2 in Copenhagen, so, so people can relate a bit. Um, and about myself, so I'm working as a install engi installation engineering department head in Denmark. So it's to provide a solution for what has been mentioned before, and it's mainly to to work in a cross-functional department, um, handling engineers uh, working with different uh, projects in Scandinavia in the Nordics, and as well. The team is currently based in five countries, for example. So we're quite um, multicultural, as we're going to discuss a bit later on. About myself, 
so I've been I've been there for almost eight years. So time flies in uh, in Denmark. Uh, it's a good place to be, I gotta say. Um, and as a foreigner, so I try to integrate, you know, in the Danish society, uh, speaking Danish as much as you can. You know, we all know the struggle when we when we foreigners. But um, I spend a lot of time to actually play rugby, uh, which is called original sport in Denmark. Uh, I play for a local club, uh, Fredericksberg, uh, and I and I represent Denmark uh, with the national team as well. So it's um, it's keeping me busy, I would say, outside of working hours. Uh, yeah. So no bike then? Sorry? No bike? Of course I'm biking every day, commuting back and forth to the office if it's good weather or snowing or raining, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you very much for the introductions, gents. I think there were some nice topics touched on already. You mentioned being a multicultural organisation and some of the diversity that ties in with it being National Women's Day. But I think before we delve deeper into the topic of how important culture can be, I think it's fundamental that we first understand how we should define team culture and how individuals can ultimately benefit from this. So, Erwan, I'll come back to you on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, the, 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 what, we, what we think when we talk about team culture is like, okay, what is the way we do things around here? You know, how do people behave? And, and especially when the manager is around, you know, like, uh, so it's how we organize things, how we interact together, I would say, uh, how we motivate our team, how we assess the performance as well. Uh, and I think it's a lot of things on how to, to focus on our behaviors, uh, the team rituals, you know, the symbols we have, the, the acronyms as well, you know, because we like acronyms in, the, in, the, in our professional world where we speak a language only us can understand, you know. Uh, culture, I think, is also based on our stories, you know, like what's the common stories, common experiences we, we build on together to have some um, group uh, common path or history together. Um, I think that's the, the most of the question we could use to define a culture and uh, how the individual can benefit from them. The first, I think it's if people feel safe, you know, in a culture, it's, if it's a safe environment, you, you will strive or, you know, you, you will grow. Um, and then it will help as well uh, to connect with colleagues, to get experience, to share, to, to build a network uh, and to feel part of uh, something big as well or something bigger you know it's something that goes beyond your your delivery let's say uh whether you de you work for for sustainability or any other topics um i think it's also quite important for individuals to, to have a, a culture where you you celebrate success you know to to nourish this uh, uh success or winning mindset you know to keep the individual to perform in this environment um that that's the few or at least that's what i will use to start the the chat on it Thank you very much. And what's your take, Ricardo? Yeah, very nice point, Eva. Um, well, for me, I, I think like a team culture will define uh, the way we behave and the, the values that we have uh, within the team. And then, like, uh, in a way, these, uh, the team culture will define like some sort of norm in, in this group of, of people. And uh, by having uh, a team culture, I think we're gonna understand which kind of uh, attitude will be more valuable for for this group. And uh, for us, uh, being like uh, people managers, we need to understand like uh, how that can actually influence the individual performance. 
which will uh, ultimately impact how we achieve the company goals. And uh, we can have like many different like uh, team cultures, but with, without saying specifically like, which kind of culture is more positive or negative, uh, I think basically the good team culture will tend to create like a, a, a good basis where the individuals will be basically feel more um, comfortable with. And then like uh, by having this uh, safe environment and uh, when they feel like belong to this uh, culture, they're gonna be like uh, naturally more uh, productive like uh, on the tasks and the, 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 the work that they, they're gonna be assigned to. So I think that's more or less how I see it. Some great points made there again. And um, moving on to Alejandro. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with the current points about the team culture of having these shared values, shared beliefs. Uh, for me, it's also the, the attitude uh, of each individual in, in the team and in the organization. And to deep dive in Ricardo's point as well, how this affects into the into the the team and individual in, in a way that is the, the environment that we want to build. And for me, I like to to see culture in the way that is the the environment where also like a plan. If, if you have a very good environment, a plan will grow. If you don't have a a good environment of with the right culture, the 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 plan will not grow. And for me, the best culture, and there are many different types of culture in a in a business content when people feel uh, meaningful and they feel excited to go to work, and I feel that they can grow every day and do an impact every day. Thank you for that. And last but not least, Ruben. Yep. Uh, first of all, I love the. Uh... The comparison with the plant, I think uh, I totally agree with that. Um, I think uh, defining culture is uh, easier said than done at the end of the day. I think it's almost uh, many times I believe most companies, we all have our values of the culture posted somewhere. We have the list. Most of it is even public in our websites. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the uh, culture is... Uh, it gets defined over time and it's almost like an unspoken thing that it's almost hard to uh, to pinpoint exactly uh, what it is that makes your culture great or not great. Of course, sometimes you have to account for that. Um, but uh, yeah, I would totally define it by first the actual things we already know, which is our values, the ones we list. So things like, for example, in our company, we really value respect and frankness. Those are like the two biggest ones where we want to focus on, but then um, as you go to different countries, for example, in my company, it's more than 20 uh, countries. So as you go to different teams, you see that even though we share the same values, it is not the same culture at all. So you have to really cater for each one of them and uh, know how to best uh, treat it. But uh, having a common goal, a common a uh, vision of uh, what is it that we want to do? Do we want to bring value? And how do we want to work together? Then that gets uh, organically built on top of it. And then team to team, it changes, of course. A really nice point to build off the back of there. I think it really sets the tone for the rest of the podcast. I think the way that you said it's defined over time, it's almost an unspoken issue. And Alejandro, I love the plant analogy. Really great insight, I think, in terms of growth. 
And it links nicely to what Erwan and Ricardo said earlier in regard to psychological safety and fostering that environment to be a part of something bigger. But I think something that you touched on in your introduction, Erwan, was being a multicultural organisation and know your question links very nicely to this. So let's delve deeper into that. Yeah, it's a good point. And I think it's also quite an important topic in Copenhagen or, or look around the table, for example. You know, we're all from different places. Yeah? And, uh, and Ruben, you mentioned it as well, different locations, so, which is leading to we're living in a cosmopolitan city, right? So how do we, so guys, how do we build uh, one team culture in a multicultural environment, basically, every day? So what do you think, uh, Alejandro? That's a, 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 actually a big question. Like, uh, yeah, it is. Especially in, in the times that we live with, uh, in, 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 a, in a globalization context, it's, it's very important to have everyone on, on the same page. But I think for me, how to build one team culture in a, in a multicultural environment is everything, everything is thought about acknowledging and embracing the diversity. It's, it's important that we need to be aware that every every person is different, but also every person in different culture has uh, different behaviors. And and when we acknowledge that, and when we are self-aware of that, then then we can start thinking, okay, how can I start uh, cultivating little by little with a small action to the, to the vision of the company, because it's not one, uh, one team culture fit, fit, fits all. It also has to be connected to the mission of the team. So for me, it's here when when uh, when the leadership is very important because for me, I like to say that if you want to build this uh, one team culture, you need to lead by example. And I really believe that everyone, every person in the team is is a leader. As for me, lead, leadership is not about title; it's about the mindset. So it's it's more about how can we uh, encourage every individual to, to take a small action towards the value that we want to, to cultivate? And, and those shared values and, and shared behavior is, is, I really, is the core that is connected to the, to the team, is connected to the, to the company, is connected to the, to the bigger purpose uh, of the impact that the company wants to achieve. So, so it's about, Having always in mind that the one team culture in a multi environment environment is about connecting together all these different dimensions and have it balanced because it's not just focusing in one area. Everything has to work at the same time, and it's almost like when you are like a, an orchestra, you want to to play a nice a nice music. Every, every piece and every instrument has to work at the right time. Okay, so yeah, so in my opinion, um, actually, a multicultural environment has been uh, uh, a new challenge for me, actually, uh, moving here to Copenhagen uh, back in October. It has not been that, uh, it's not been a thing that I've been dealing with for a long time. Um, of course, I've worked with different countries, but uh, it, it's, it's been most like different teams with different cultures rather than different cultures in one team. So before I was managing a team in Spain of about 20 people or so, uh, but it was all Spanish people or like 99% Spanish people with very similar cultures. Um, and I think um, there are approaches that work better um, that, and, than others. And for example, it's very important 
to point out some things coming from Spain. Um, we build trust with each other on work environment by being close to each other, going out, having some lunch, having a drink, uh, being very personable. And in other countries, for example, in the Nordic, you might gain trust better by being more results driven, right? Maybe like a very nicely written email will get you uh, to build trust way better with your peers than to actually go out and have a drink while in somewhere like Spain. Um, it doesn't matter how many very nicely written emails you do. If you don't connect on a personal level, many times it's actually a challenge to, um, to connect. So there's actually um, this very interesting uh, book called The Culture Map that talks about the differences between uh, cultures in each country and how it relates to each other. And um, it's actually also a tool that you can get your teams to partake in and see where they stand on, uh, on the spectrum of things when it comes to the culture. And you can kind of map everyone in your, uh, uh, in your team and where they stand. And I did that with my team of like nine different nationalities. And basically we cover the entire spectrum. Um, so it's very interesting to see where everyone stands. And I think it's important to point out that um, there are approaches, um, which is hard for me because actually the approaches that work best in a multicultural team is actually um, almost opposed to how my culture is. Um, so I am more of a, to the point, short and sweet, I give you a couple lines and that's it. But when you deal with multiple cultures, you want to communicate in a high context uh, style for example. So you need to be highly detailed and write emails with all the, with everything, don't leave anything out, have every context that you can have. So I think that's actually uh, a very interesting point. And I really like to think back to that map I did with my team. And I think it helps a lot. But, uh, but I'll throw the question out and see what others think. So Yeah, I can, ahead. yeah. I can take the chance like to talk a bit a bit about these uh, how to build like a one uh, team culture in a multicultural uh, environment. I think this one is a very very uh, interesting uh, question. And for us, uh, being managers in Denmark, we have like a, a lot of different factors like to be uh, consi considered. Like um, first of all, I think we have a a culture like a, which belongs to the country that we are based in which is Denmark and the plus we will have like the values and the the cultural aspects that belongs to the company uh, I'm in a big um, American corporation so we have also like uh, some cultural like uh, roots uh, from there and uh, to put it even more uh, challenging, then we're gonna face like uh, our teams, just like this podcast here, uh, in a lot of uh, a mix of different uh, cultures with people just coming from uh, different countries of the world. So for me, I would say in the way at least I, I, I tackle like uh, this issue, I my recipe basically for be, building like a one team culture in a multicultural like uh, environment is like uh, tackling uh, some main aspects uh, related to the inclusion of people. And uh, some of these aspects that I kind of focus more are like uh, basically communication, the enjoying of uh, diversity, 
and also to find like uh, what is the common ground that we have like uh, in our uh, people here. So, and then regarding the communication, I think we have to make sure that we we have like a effective communication that we that we are not also like uh, excluding uh, one or another from the the group that we are uh, building and uh, especially when we are like uh, sometimes onboarding people that are coming from their home country sometimes they might be facing like some uh, challenge with uh, even with english you know and uh, but we have to uh, see in behind like their full potential and uh, embrace these people uh, as well and uh, another uh, regarding this uh, enjoy of like uh, the, the diversity of people uh, I think we really have to appreciate like this uh, diversity in the team so I try to uh, explore these like uh, and the uh, listen to like uh, stories like uh, listen to experience li listen to like to what these uh, people can uh, bring uh, to us that's like something really nice when we have to deal with this uh, multicultural uh, environment and then uh, finding the the common right uh, ground is best basically as i see like uh, how we can actually create like habits where people will be happy together you know and the, they will have to find the way to uh, promote that that can be like uh, uh, by having like social events uh, team builds they will like try to, to see what uh, connects them but it can also be like something in a like a more daily basis uh, something that I do here in my department I try to greet like uh, people like uh, by saying uh, good morning and uh, bon dia, buenos dias, and uh, bonjourno, bonjour, and uh, all of that. Sao Hao in Chinese, no? And uh, that uh, includes people. And uh, another thing that we have here is like a, a culture of like uh, sharing cakes whenever like something good's happening uh, in our lives. So that's the way we can like uh, really connect people. So I think that's my insight on it. And uh, perhaps I can like uh, make a question back to uh, Ivan, like uh, talk, talking about like a uh, team culture. I would like uh, to ask you like, uh, what, what are the most important values uh, for you? And uh, how do you make sure that the team will effectively adhere to these values? Yeah, good, good question. Good, good question indeed. And you guys already said quite a lot, like uh, different experiences and all. Um, so what, what, how we do it here is that in the in the in the office we we about 35 nationalities all working together, and and 50% of the team is actually Danish. So it's it's the multicultural, you know, environment at its best. Like we have funny situations every day, or. Uh, you know, people trying to understand each other, reacting in different ways. Uh, it's a proper melting pot, you know, of all this uh, cultural mix, let's say. And and we do a few things uh, a bit related to what you just said before, guys. Um, we we have um, monthly multicultural sharing. So I do within the team, like everyone is gathered around uh, teams on the table. And, and some colleagues that are coming from the same country will come forward and explain, you know, 
what it is uh, from our country or, or we use the same frame and then they can just explain uh, they compare a bit Ruben you mentioned this map you know where you can compare yourself right and and every culture we've been doing the same but sticking to the Danish mindset you know how do we feel compared to a Danish mindset because we're sitting every day in Denmark right so and then it's funny to see many cases where um you know, some cultures, they're not really into chit-chatting. You know, they won't tell you so much about their weekend. They will be quite straightforward. And, and you should not be offended if they don't engage the conversation with you, you know. Uh, some some cultures, they are like, you know, the, the hierarchical distance. You know, for example, some people won't dare to talk to their manager in a casual way because they will be very respectful like they will do back home. But here in Denmark, it's the opposite, right? Like, you know, we say it's quite a flat, uh, structure so you you're welcome to talk to to anyone uh, it's okay to be challenged by your by your peers or by your employee because um it will also make you a better leader right if you're challenged by your employees and you're able to discuss and, and guide them in the right direction it's not a weakness sign it's more like you're you're okay to talk about topics uh, we had other cultures you know they're mentioning stories where um, back home we, we don't use the same coffee machine as our managers and it's something we don't understand at all you know this kind of uh, gap um but i think all those sharings have been um, as you say Alejandro, at the start so there's no misunderstanding when a colleague will react in a way you know um, if someone is not uh, uh, spending a lot of time explaining a, a topic of work because maybe you have not connected on beers as you said uh, Ruben, but, but then you, you you understand they behave in a different way so first of all you remove the, the frustration right you're like oh that guy didn't engage as i want him to engage he's not he doesn't like me but no it's just more because he, he reacts in a different way and and give time you know and then you will you will build on something and and then we're back on the trust that you mentioned guys before as well um and and this awareness i think that was the first uh, key to unlock the the situation because we all know we're different and and uh, and, uh, and we react in the in our own way face to to any problem or you know how to control the emotion for example when you have a problem facing up to be more fact oriented um when you have a challenge don't go nuts you know stay calm analyze the data and and the emotion keep them for after work, for example. Um, so, so that's good. The communication is super important. So we all talk in English, a bit of Danish, uh, and you know it's this globish. Or you know we we're not from from England. Or you know everything goes well in the meeting except when you put a British or uh, an English speaking guy in the room, right? And then we we all get confused. <laughs> And um, so I think it's good. And we, um, I think Ricardo, I like what you said that you use keywords from different languages, and uh, and we we do a bit the same with some, you know, you have your own code like a group feels feels a unit if they have the same communication that other people cannot understand, right? So we we say tack, you know, like we use a bit of Danish uh, um, link up, let's say. Uh, I, I, I like a lot of, as well the. Wakama, you know, first you walk, then you call, then you send the mail. You know, right? You don't you don't send the mail first without talking to the to the colleague. Before. Otherwise, it might be hard to to understand each other as well. So, uh, so yeah, a lot of you guys said a lot already. Uh, of course, cakes, 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 cakes. In Denmark, it's how you make business. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, so that's my that's my drop on this. Yeah. yeah. Some great points. Some great points there. I think just to summarise, I think as you say, the question is very relevant. The globalisation and especially sitting in a room where everybody works in Denmark. I think, Owen, you hit the the nail on the head. It's a cultural melting pot. 
Mm -hmm. I think it's key. I think one thing that you discussed in detail was communication. In terms of Ruben, you mentioned you need to spell everything out, make sure that all the details are there. And I think, Ricardo, you made a great point in terms of speaking to people in the native tongue and the distance that goes in instilling this trust and building them relationships. But I'd like to move on to the next question. I know, Ricardo, you had something to post to the group. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, talking about team culture, I would like to listen from you guys. Like, uh, what are the most important values for you? And uh, how do you make sure that the team will effectively adhere to these values? So, Ruben? Yeah, so for me, honestly, uh, it's two uh, main values that are above all others. Uh, the first one is uh, respect. Uh, you cannot get anywhere if you don't respect your peers and they do not respect you. Uh, that would be either the root of all your problems of, or all of your solutions. So that's a very big one. And to follow up on that, honesty is uh, also a very critical value that you need to have in every workplace. Without that, you cannot think of anything else because that is the foundations of any functional team. Um, also. Building on top of that, uh, empathy, especially uh, working on multicultural teams that like we were discussing is very critical, in my opinion, to understand, uh, like we mentioned before, you know, what, why does this person not want to do small talk, right? Or uh, why um, did I ask them about the weekend and they said nothing and they just want to talk about work and they never mm -hmm. want to go out with us to have lunch or something. Um, so you need to put yourself into the shoes of another person both of, you know, is that normal in their culture? Do they do that? Or sometimes even when you have deviations on uh, how somebody acts or like your team, you also have to uh, empath uh, emphasize on how may maybe something is going on, right? Uh, it's not It's not always, it's almost never about you and what you've done. It's many times about uh, what people are perceiving and how they're feeling. So um, empathy, I think, is also um, quite important. And at the end of the day, I believe um, you cannot keep a culture uh, by yourself. Like you cannot keep keep it going just on your own. Uh, I like uh, the comment that was made that leadership is not a title. At the end of the day, it's just a way of being, right way of acting. Uh, it's a way of thinking. Uh, so I believe that really the key is to have a self-sustained uh, culture in the team that. You know, if you go away for like three weeks because you just really want vacation, you want your team to function just the same way as when you're there. You don't want to be a single point of failure for anything. Um, therefore, you want to, um, you need to make sure that everyone is aligned on the vision of your business and your goals and where you're going and how are we doing it. And then have everyone be almost their own little ambassador for uh, the team culture. So you, sh you should have certain key pillars in your teams. You'll have the person that kind of brings everyone together in a more, so more social part. You have the one that when something goes down, brings it, everyone together and works on, on issues. And having those key pillars on your team will ensure that uh, your culture is self-sustained and that uh, you don't have to worry about, you know, keeping up with it and you just belong as part of the team and you just they're along for the ride and working with everyone else but uh but what do you guys think sorry that was a great little quote there in terms of leadership is not a title it's a way of acting 
And I think the point you make about cultural ambassadors for certain certain elements of socialising is also fundamental. But Erwin, what's your take? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm following the the right idea from from Ruben. So you mentioned, yeah, I was going to almost say the same, but uh, yes, yeah, so some of the values that are quite key, I think, to make it click and work is, I think, in, in our business, you need to be quite agile. You know, like I mean, by adapt to to this challenge, right? Accept the change. Uh, be bold, maybe, you know, dare to to suggest new way of working, new way of thinking, bring something a bit different than the existing processes, for example. Then we also focus a lot on the inclusivity. We talked about it regarding uh, nationalities, uh, but also we need to, to focus a lot on diversity and inclusion. I think, you know, many newcomers, um, Copenhagen is quite attractive, so people are coming from abroad, you know, for a job, and it's quite important to be, uh, to socialize or, or to give them a good uh, a feeling at work, so so they, they also build like a, a personal life and a good balance uh, as well, so so the inclusivity is quite, is quite key, I think, to, to make it work as, a, as one team, um, and then the responsibility part, I think, we, we the, the, you have to be responsible, right? We, we at the end of the day, still professional. Uh, we have to fulfill our duties, to commit to responsibilities of our customers. So I think that's the most important value I've got to highlight um, regarding the team culture and how to make sure that uh, we adhere to those. Uh, you said it, uh, Connor and, and Ruben, it's not about the, the title, you know, it's, uh, it, it's not about the, the, you know, this expression, it's not about the star you have on the shoulder. Right, you engage people by by the way you act, uh, by the how you reflect on those values. Um, I think you know it has to be part of your DNA, uh, as we say. Uh, you need to leave them, and not it has to be natural. Um, and also organic adhesion. It's also good to when you witness someone behaving according to your values. It's great to highlight it. Or if you witness a good behavior, just praise it. You know, um, can nominate colleagues, you know, when they do something well, you, you, you say, oh, I've seen you doing this. That's great. That's matching with the values on the wall. You know, this kind of uh, mindset where you 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 recognize it. Oh, that guy has done actually is quite inclusive. That's great. Um, yes, that's uh, that's some of the view uh, regarding adhesion. Uh, I know in our company, we do a few employee engagement survey. You know, to collect the feedback of the people to see, okay, this is the, the values of the company, but how do you guys uh, connect with them? Uh, and it's very interesting every year to have the results. And, and those results are triggering some actions, you know, that then we do within the team. And, uh, and it's amazing, actually, to see an improvement in some areas every year. Because, you know, people have been heard, action has been taken in the right way, are helping the right uh, areas, let's say. Um, and it's always great to see an improvement in those results uh, because the people are feeling the difference, I would say. Yeah. And um, Alejandro, what, what do you think about it, about the values on your side? Yeah, very good point, Ivan. Uh, and to live on top of what you mentioned, uh, I would yeah. say for, for, my, for, for my side, one of the key values that is very important for me is about uh, respect. Uh, and treating everyone with dignity, but also to uh, being curious and respecting mm -hmm. different perspectives, different opinions. Many times when uh, when 
a different opinion arising the team or totally different we we try to close ourselves and to be and to don't embrace that opinion like we have that that uh, value where everyone has a voice everyone can ask very curious questions and everyone can learn from each other i think that's a for me it's a very important thing uh, and normally i always try to 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 ask a lot of questions because i think many times when teams and each an individual are, are facing problems most of the time is you ask a very good question that's almost half of the way to solve the, the problem the, the other value that was that is important for me in, is about energizing uh, everybody so it's is the energy. Of course, uh, I work for the Leo Group uh, and we are a very playful organization where that's part of our ways of working and everyone is passionate, but but it's, the, it's not many times we need to be aware that people can have bad days. So it's also when you can see that uh, everyone is, is having a, a bad day, or it, it looks different. It's more about to show compassion, it's okay. How, how are you doing? Are you feeling okay? Because uh, and 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 that those small actions is is where in the long run it is build a culture. All those small actions lead are the action that leads to to a big impact. And and not, and then the the last part that, that is important for me as well is is the to, to be brave. How how do we help? our team and everyone in the organization to be brave and to speak up. So because when you when you you have you want to have the best of the best in your team. So 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 it's very important to give them the to create this safe space where everyone can speak up and share their opinion. And many times we have experienced all of us that we go to a meeting, maybe we don't agree with that, but every, every, not everyone can speak up. And it's because maybe we, we might be afraid of the politics or the consequence, but that shouldn't be like that. Everyone has to be the, has to feel that it's important to speak up because when every when when you speak up, you are having an impact in the team and the organization, and you are helping other individuals uh, in the organization to maybe to don't have that problem. And, and the way that I like to Normally, the way that I make sure that the team adheres to this value is not is what we were talking here. It's not about a commander line. It's, it's more about walking the way and, and leading by example. So, so those are my my, my perspective in in this question. And now I, I I'm quite curious to hear, uh, Ricardo. What do you think about it? Okay, thanks for passing this one uh, for me. Uh, very good, like. Um things that i heard like from from you guys i do agree that uh, in the team we should ha have like a uh, environment with a lot of respect and the uh, honest that has been mentioned by ruben uh, here before and uh, an environment where like uh, we are open to listen each other that should be also a value and uh, i think something that is actually uh, very interesting as well for me is that we uh, build like a, a team where people will basically like each other. They will basically looking to like uh, other team members 
and the with happiness and the, that like uh, helps on like uh, creating this uh, bond uh, in the team so that like of course this respect and honesty and trust like uh, everything uh, will come uh, after that and then trust is also like uh, some uh, foundation of uh, of the thing as well and uh, I would say that as a, a team leader uh, I also understand that we I have like some sort of like a responsibility to be like a, a an example and a, a role model for like uh, the team and uh, it is also important that I have like the understanding of what is like the team and the company culture that we want to like uh, uh, promote and uh, for us like uh, being uh, leaders as well we also have to understand that that if we have to change like some uh culture uh things will basically uh start like uh, from us and we should like uh help the team to steering them like to to the right path um i think even also mentioned like these uh surveys for sure we have like a to collect this feedback and uh, try to react on, on those and uh, make sure that um, uh, the the team will be following like uh, the values that we want to to, to promote, of course. And uh, it doesn't mean that uh, the the managers are only the only ones like uh, accountable for like uh, steering things. Uh, the employees they will have like their accountability on it and the. We have also like to uh, empower them to influence the the, the culture in uh, across the organization. And uh, as leaders, I also think that we have to give people the purpose on why things like uh, should be done in a certain way, and uh, emphasize the, uh, also for them like uh, for the team what are the main values that we want to promote. And uh, as mentioned by Ivan, we have to praise them when we see that they behave in the way that we promote like, the team culture that we want to, to build. And the other, on the other hand, if they act uh, against the culture, we also have like to, have to act uh, on that. So uh, finally, I, I would say that uh, we have also to consider like uh, these points when we are like uh, hiring and uh, make sure that the candidate for the new position will actually fit to the team uh, and company culture. So. I would like to say that I totally agree with that. Actually, uh, there's that's one main point. The last thing you said that uh, no matter how good a candidate is, when you're interviewing, the culture fit is the most important. Uh, in order to get in, you can always learn, you can always get better, you can always yeah. get mentorship, but uh, if you are not a good culture fit, then that can jeopardize the whole entire thing in the team. So I definitely totally agree with that. And I think that's uh, the most important point when getting people aboard. Correct. I think some great points there. One thing that I touched on there is Erwan. You yes, it made is, yeah. You made a great point in terms of, terms of bureaucracy and hierarchies. And mm -hmm. I'd like to touch a little bit more on that. I'd love that the next question almost overlaps. 
with the question we just addressed. So I think what tools do you use to ensure that communication falls both ways within your organization? So be it stand-ups, surveys, slacks, what way do you guys go about addressing this challenge to ensure that it is a nice environment for everybody to work in, that culture, everybody feels like they have a voice. I know that Alejandro, you touched on it in terms of people can stand up and speak up and how do you ensure that those opinions are valued? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a good point. So the, um, the tools, we, we, we both, Ricardo, talk about surveys. I think it's, it's the best way to, to, to gather feedback of the population in an anonymous way, right? But then you have also other tools to be able to um, expose, you know, in a positive way, colleagues. So you can, as you say, stand, stand up and then they can uh, express. So we have monthly or meetings where people can, can share their view. You have also all the, so we live in a digital world, right? So we have all those tools. Uh, we're talking on Teams and so on, using some add-on to be able to, to, to give the voice to colleagues, team channels as well, um, this kind of tools. Um, and to go both way, I mean, it's, I guess it's to collect input and reflect or go back to the, to the employee or the colleagues with some solution. And everything goes to communication, um, uh, channels and nothing is better than I think a good face-to-face -face. a good discussion uh, uh, you know when you see someone um, yeah uh, in Denmark or anywhere else but I think that's the best way to when you pray someone always do it you know face-to-face -face and this kind of things for example uh, a quick short feedback is also always very present kind of, uh, straight after the you witness something you say it's straight away it's a good thing in public yeah Great takes there. I mean, from the outside looking in, speaking to guys who work in Copenhagen, if there's one thing that I admire, it's the flat hierarchies and the way that employees are valued, and there isn't that mm -hmm. rigid structure and bureaucracy. So, Ruben, what's your take on the tools that you can use to ensure this communication is heard? Sorry. Uh... I would say that uh, especially um, it depends on the size of the team and whether we're talking about, uh, you know, is it just the team in Copenhagen and that's it? Are we all in the office, of course, face-to-face -face is uh, the best way to get your point across and make sure you're not misunderstood. Um, but at the end of the day, you can't get everyone together at the same spot every time and at the same time. So then you have to resort to, to other ways. and. Uh, what we try to aim for is uh, to avoid friction, I would say. Uh, so if you're sending a survey, don't put 200 questions, just a few, uh, and then put some like other fields that people can, if they really want to, they can write a bunch of feedback and everything that they want in there. But for the, for the rest that just kind of are willing to give like 30 seconds, one minute of their time to quickly tell you, about what do they think, then make it easy and remove all friction. Uh, other than that, I'm a big believer that chats are way better than emails because uh, chats are easier to respond to and get it out of the way. Emails just pile up constantly and then it's uh, harder and then you have to wait for them to reply. And then but there's a lot of miscommunication and misunderstandings in, in emails. So basically, as close uh, as you can be and as little friction as you can have. That's another way I like to look at it. I think, as I say, something that's underpinned the entire, the entire podcast has been communication, and it's a fundamental, fundamental part of building a good culture. And Ricardo, what's your take? So my take on this, 
I would say there are like uh, many important aspects about uh, communication to be considered and we have like many different like uh, ways to uh, tackle it. I, I would say for sure like uh, one-on-ones we have like the opportunity to be to talk like to each individual like uh, normally of course in in, in particular um, in private with them and listen uh, to their feedback so it is a way we also have the opportunity to uh, analyze surveys. So that's another way to, and the anonymous survey then even better than they feel like uh, much more um, comfortable to be honest, like uh, on their uh, feedback uh, about things. And we, uh, even like uh, with these anonymous uh, surveys and so on, we also have to give people actually opportunity to give their opinion and uh, make sure that uh, they are they feel like uh, accountable for like uh, disseminating uh, this uh, culture so during team meetings and uh, these kind of things we perhaps we have we we can try to exercise that and uh, in addition to to these i would say as like a uh, Team leaders, we always have to exercise our ability to listen to to people because uh, sometimes it's not like a uh, good for sure that we overreact on things and uh, so on. We have really to like uh, listen uh, care carefully and uh, let them really like uh, share like uh, everything that they have like uh, uh, inside them. And then of course like. Uh, Especially like um, in one-on-ones, I would say it's much better. Like as mentioned by Ivan, face-to-face, like uh, communication is like way better because you can actually feel like uh, much more the emotions. You see the gestures, and uh, this is like uh, way more <laughs> important sometimes than actually just listening to words. No, so that's my take on it. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. I go yeah. What's your take, Alejandro? Sorry, I was mute. So uh, I wanted to say I couldn't agree more with what you said, Ricardo, about the 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 one-to-one -one, uh, conversation, face-to-face. -face. It gives much more uh, deep insight that when when it's online. But for many times, that that's not feasible. My take on on, on this is so to be on top all the input that we talk in 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 this podcast is uh, one thing that really works very well for me is the 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 fact of of doing retrospectives in the teams uh, besides stand-ups so basically for me a retrospective we normally in the logo we do it every two weeks uh, everyone feel that that part is a is a very safe space and it's not about uh, giving just feedback to a person that sometimes it can generate some tension or it can be with people in the team and also our, ourselves as leaders, we might, we might be afraid of damaging relationship. But the way of retrospective is very powerful is that the entire team has start, start highlighting okay, what are the behaviors that went well in the last two weeks or in the last week? What are the behaviors that didn't go well? What did we learn? Uh, and that way to, to have that safe space, everyone on the same room, focusing on their behaviors 
and not in the individual. That's it's, it's very powerful to build a, a high performance culture in the team and to help everyone to grow. And then also one thing they help uh, I always try to do is to to don't send very long email because no one likes to 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 receive a very long email that is hard to understand, takes too time to read, and it can be very it can be misunderstood very easily. So that that might take uh, on that one. Yeah, I think some great insights there in terms of actionable things that people can take into their everyday practices, you know, different organizations. I think it's a nice way of knowledge sharing and understanding the ways in which you guys go about it can provide value for somebody else. But Ruben, I know you had a question that's something we've not touched on at all yet. So if you'd yeah. like to pose that to Ruben. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, we've been talking about uh, almost the beauty of culture and all the good things and why it's great and how to build it and how to uh, how to foster it. But uh, I would love to hear your opinions and reflect on your experience here um, on what do you do um, and what is your approach when something doesn't go according to plan. You hire someone, you think they're great for the culture. Uh, it's a great fit and suddenly two months in, three months in, um, they start turning against the culture or even worse, the seasoned employee that has been there for quite a long time goes from being an ambassador to um, kind of going against the direction that everyone else is pulling in. So um, uh, how about yourself, Erwin? What do you think? Yeah, it's um, it's an important question because we've been talking about people striving or performing in the culture, but you have also the, to see the full scope. We need to, to talk about this during the, the podcast. So, because um, a team culture should be inclusive for everyone. I mean, that's the, the mindset and that's why it's there because it's, it's gathering everyone to perform. Um, but when you identify uh, such behaviors that could be intentional or unintentionally sometimes you know someone doesn't realize that it will impact the colleagues or that you will because uh, um, i i think everyone wants to do well at work right and um, people want to do from their best or they have a good intention right and and sometimes it doesn't go along our deliverables and this is where you need to have some some talk so so the, the feedback is also a way to uh frame this in a in a one to one way, you know, to discuss and and uh, as said before by you guys, the the why is super important. When you explain to someone, and it's to explain why there has been a, a deviation or explain a bit deep um, what doesn't work well with the team culture, uh, not regarding to him, but regarding the the the, the, the him or her, but regarding the the impact that are coming further. From, from the situation, I would say. Then we have as well, you know, EHS is super important. So uh, what's wrong? Is there something to discuss about about some of the person that maybe don't feel so well uh, in the working place? Uh, there, there's something to, that can be addressed as well over here. Um, and then of course, there's all the standard uh, yearly performance reviews, you know, where you can also address these kind of things uh, um, quite often and uh, some on yearly occurrence. Um, but that, that's the information I would I would share in this kind of case, uh, linked to the values. We, have, we are responsible, we are professionals. So this is something that has to be addressed as well, I would say. Um, what do you think, Alejandro? 
on this topic. Yeah, I, I agree with you what you said about making sure uh, that the why is on mm -hmm. Because I think for me, the why is whenever you have a deviation of behaviors in the cultures, most of the time is people are not aware yeah. how they're acting and they are not self-aware. So, so that's mm -hmm. why to making sure that everyone understanding when someone some case arrives to take it one-to-one to, -one to, mm -hmm. to clarify that is extremely important. For me, it's also important to say that uh, I like to, to deep dive to really understand what is the root cause of that behavior. So so many times instead of just having one-on-one -on -one to say, okay, what do you do that? I really like to understand, okay, I noticed uh, this behavior, tell me more about it. And, mm -hmm. and, let, and let the individual to really reflect and deep dive. Because many times as a, as a, as a leader, as a manager, we are very busy with, in our day-to-day -day jobs that uh, from back-to-back -back meetings, million things that, sometimes we have in our mind we we really think that's the reason why these people or this team member behave that way but just giving us the opportunity to let's let's be curious to really understand what is the root cause of, of that behavior that deviate from culture that's it very important for me but i'm quite curious to hear uh ricardo what do you think about it yeah so uh very interesting like uh, thing that we are discussing here and uh, being like a uh, people's manager like a uh, line, line manager is not like uh, so easy it is not only flowers no we also have like to uh tackle like some complex situations and uh, this is like uh, just one more uh, example like uh, so i i would say that when we see that uh, some deviation like uh, of the 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 team culture. I have mentioned like this before, but we, I see that we definitely have to uh, take some action uh, when they're not basically promoting this uh, team and co company culture that we want. And uh, I would say that probably the best manner to to do that is like uh, giving like uh, some direct feedback to the employee if that's possible of course and uh, using uh, one uh, one on one can be a, a way to go through like uh, that and we of course like uh, as ours like uh, in feedback and when we try to improve things we have to state clearly like uh, what are the expectations and uh, why we believe like uh, that something is better for the team and uh, and so on and uh, eventually i yeah, perhaps like I have to say, sometimes like uh, just one-on-one might not be enough because sometimes it could be that uh, there are like uh, some more people that uh, are creating some sort of like a trend that's going like uh, against like the, the team culture. And uh, in such cases that can like uh, easily be escalated and uh, that could like uh, seriously like uh, damage this, uh, the team culture. Uh, on so such cases, maybe we need like to be, to prov provoke like some like a more like a whole awareness uh, across the, the whole team. And uh, of course, like uh, trying to communicate it in the, in a, in the most like uh, appropriate manner and uh, with empathy. And uh, I think as mentioned before, we have like 
always to understand like the perspective on the members of the team we have to listen but uh we have also to be firm to put like a uh, everybody on track when that's necessary uh i would uh, would like also to listen uh to you ruben you brought this question here but what's your insight on this You're mute. <laughs> uh, yeah, super insightful to hear what you guys uh, were saying. Uh, I totally agree with uh, all the points there. Uh, it's also um, an excellent point uh, to be reminded, uh, even though the question I uh, posed was about individuals, you know, it can happen that it's actually a group of people that kind of start going on their own and you know, rowing in a different direction uh, against stream. Uh, so that's that's a very um, good point that then that needs to be looked at and approached on a on a different way. But uh, in my case, at least when it comes to uh, people going against uh, the direction and the vision and the culture that we are all striving for, uh, I like to kind of go back to the point I made before: uh, empathy and listening. Uh, if we did. Uh, our jobs well um, at the beginning, um, then this means that this change is actually a change now from the beginning, because if somebody's like not a great fit for the culture, then they wouldn't have passed the uh, interview process. But once that change happens, you have to uh, sometimes, um, you know, put yourself into their shoes, listen to them and, you know, understand what happens. Sometimes it's as simple as they've been assigned a new project which doesn't motivate them at all and now they're like super gloomy and not happy about it and they don't care anymore and they don't want to participate in the stand-up because they feel left out because they're not on the newest and most exciting project um so it's always a uh, good and uh, essential to think about okay where do you come from why are you feeling this way right now and unfortunately many times even though you can do the one-on-ones they won't tell you or they don't even know they're not aware right so you need to look into okay what changed when did it change what are they doing now what were they doing before and mm -hmm. and so on and of course there's the very real possibility that that whatever happened is totally out of your control people have lives that's out of work uh they have other relationships and they have um and they have many other things that can happen to them and it might just be a temporary thing and sometimes the the best solution is just you know maybe take a little bit of time off and uh deal with your problems that's totally okay we all have issues uh take care of your personal stuff uh come back if you need anything we'll be here for that so um but then there's the other point that i think which is um i like to think that we as leaders are just part of the team but uh, we have a bit more of a responsibility. And in this case, we have an ethical responsibility because our actions and how we, we steer the team and, the, uh, and our organization uh, impact the lives of our team. At the end of the day, work is a big chunk of our time. Um, so happy people at work, um, happier people outside of work, of course. So we have to understand, be inclusive, listen to them, and uh, try to make sure also that um, we know how to deal with this in the sense of you want to control it, you want to listen, you want to fix it, and you don't want to spread and then have a way bigger problem in your hands because 
uh, we all want to be happy and comfortable for you. Again, some really great points. And I think there's one thing I love about the way this podcast has been formatted. It adopts a real holistic point. I think at the start, we were talking about how great culture is, the benefits it can have, but also there's a flip side to that coin and the way in which we tackle deviations, some great points put forward, I think, dealing with people one-on-one and then asking them open questions in order to, to gain that insight, to really understand where the problem, where it stems from, what the root, and then that enables you as leaders to therefore tackle that. So some great insights there. I think we've talked about the cost and benefits of culture, which links nicely to my final question. How do you take culture into account when you're hiring? And I'll put this one open to the floor. Yeah, very interesting uh, question, Connor. Uh, I think for me, I will always like check the ability of the, the person to adhere to the team and the company culture. And uh, this is something that will matter a lot. And uh, I'll try to make questions uh, actually to test these. You know? And uh, normally I try to ask uh, about like previous uh, working experience and uh, how they have behaved uh, when working in a group, what was their role and uh, if they have experienced like a conflict. Uh, if conflicts were present, how they have like uh, dealt with situation like that and uh, with people perhaps not performing like uh, like them, were them like supportful or like uh, they just like uh, exclude the, the other person. So and uh, I would say that in my company, for example, and uh, for, for my team, I, I take a lot of these in, into uh consideration and uh, following like uh, the the team and company culture can be even more important than the technical skills and the ability that uh, someone is bringing let's say if we uh were to put like uh, in a scale from one to ten like uh, someone could be like a uh, 10 on technical skills and the uh, Team culture is like a two, and uh, another one is like a team culture, like a nine, and the uh, technical abilities like a four. I probably I would prefer like a, this one that would adhere to the team culture because the technical skills uh, probably we can uh, develop inside and the, for the long term uh, goal that will be, be better for the, the company and the team. So. Yeah, you're you're right, uh, Ricardo. I think it's a uh, when you got when you got interviews, you know, it's a uh, you're looking for someone for a talent, someone that could click at the technical level, but but you want to know as well what's behind in the person. Uh, one way I check this out during interviews, my favorite question is, okay, so when you close the laptop, when you're not on site, you know, who are you? Like, what do you do after work? What are you passionate about? You know, someone which is crazy about a topic, like outside of work will have the capacity to be involved and passionate about something else at work or and it will be able as well to 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 drive other people you know if um, and i think that's the you know when you ask this question you see a big smile on the face of the of the candidate and then start talking and they finally themselves you know showing <clears throat> what they appreciate uh, what they rely on uh, and, and you connect more at the human side than at the interview interviewer you know uh, the interview process, it's not, it's you picking someone, of course, but it's someone picking a company as well, you know? So that's quite a key um, to, 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 
to break that shell and get into the the what's the what's the value of the, the candidate and then you gotta see if it clicks with the one of the company yeah i'd love to ask uh on top of adding a bit my my own thoughts here but uh i'm wondering um do you guys do some sort of a team interview as well where you bring other teammates into into it or uh do you sometimes think do you sometimes want to double check like okay i think they are a good uh corp cultural fit but they're going to mostly be working with this specific team so maybe we should bring them to the office and have them meet each other or uh, how, how do you approach that i think the the I, i'm bringing so i don't do teams uh or like but you have interviews where we are quite uh one or two uh, colleagues exchanging with the candidates. Uh, of course, it's to collect um, different point of views because it's always supporting, but it's also the, the candidate can see as well different profile in the company. Uh, can see that there's different national nationalities, of course, but, but also different uh, way of thinking and, uh, and, and you make it more as a conversation when you have like a few people sitting around the table, right? So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I that's what I do. I don't know about you guys um, in Inov or Lego or yeah, in, in Lego in the Lego group is the culture and the the culture fit is extremely mm -hmm. important. I would say that's the foundation of the mm -hmm. of the of the recruiting process about to really understand who is this candidate, who are the what are the values, what are the passion, who mm -hmm. who they care about about it. Uh, and and one thing that I like to check during interviews is to to go this extra mile, not just asking about questions related about some behavior connected to to your company culture, but also uh, giving the opportunity to the candidate to ask uh, questions and and what are the thoughts? Because for me, many times is depends on the questions. That the candidate ask, asking that's also a, a big indicator uh, and the other thing that i would like i would like to add many right now in the in the days that we are living there are so many information about how to nail the, the perfect interview uh, you, you try to research all the information about that company about the culture uh, and people people can very prepared for for the interviews and sometimes you you might miss or you you might miss some reflux because they have made so much preparation that uh, that the candidate might seem that it's a perfect fit for the culture. But one thing that I like to deep dive is when they start talking about what okay, what the situation and the task, the action, the result. But if the people go the extra months, okay, what did you learn from that? And 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 and, and how did it help you to grow as a person or, or as a team? That it gives you much more insight about if it's a, a culture fit or not. I, I fully agree. We have to go deep on these like previous experience and so on. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> it's good. Can I add on the top of it that, um, you know, the railway is quite an exciting industry and we have many open positions. <laughs> so you're welcome to, to contact, uh, let's say, Connor and then forward some, some resumes. Yes, of course. If you reach out to me, I'm happy to put you forward for it. Great organization. Free to turn the ride. Yeah. <laughs>
Ruben, what's your take? I know that you asked the question following on, but yeah. in terms of how much you take coaching into account when you hire them. Well, um, to now repeat what everyone has said, uh, I agree and I apply those uh, methods in one form or another, but uh, something I like to do that's not uh, specific questions or anything is to make sure I allow enough time to just talk about anything else. So sometimes when you interview, you can feel like, oh, we didn't have enough time. We didn't go into specifics. We weren't able to talk about this. We weren't able to talk about that. So I like to, um, I like to really, first of all, um, I, I always like to think that an interview, it's not a one-way street, it's a two-way street, right? Um, you are interviewing, but also the candidate wants to know about what you do and why should I be in your company? Um, so I like to also introduce our culture and be very specific about what, what do we do, introduce some examples, and then make sure that we still are left with time for any questions and um, any comments and just doing some small talk. I think that's when you really start seeing the person. Uh, I think you can be very, um, uh, what do you call it? You can be very effective and time conscious and have like a 30 minute interview but then uh, most candidates are just going to be reading a script basically, or they're going to just say the same things they've said in another 20 interviews because they're going to say, okay, yeah, so I've been here for 10 years. I've done this, I've done that. And then you don't really have the time to actually get to know them. So I like to either uh, allocate more time or do multiple interviews where well, you allow enough time to just talk. And of course, if the possibility is there to do it, uh, in person in the office or something then before or after or both like just offering a drink and chit-chatting for a little bit that's when you really get to see okay i would enjoy working with this person and my team would enjoy working with this person i think some really great insights on that as well not only have we discussed the importance of culture and how it can affect the team's performance but then also some tips on how to uncover this in interviews i think some great questions Alejandro, you mentioned the style method that's widely used now, but not only that, how do you find value? What did you learn from that opportunity? And I think some great points across the board as well in asking open questions, getting to know if you have any passions outside of work. And then if you have one thing that they're really passionate about, they're likely to have the same passion when they come into the organisation. Ricardo mentioning, tell me about your last company, what kind of practices were in place there? I think across the board, some really nice takes on that. And it is certainly a massive implication when you're hiring. After that, I'd like to ask or give the opportunity for everyone to ask any final questions. If there's anything you'd like to ask the, the panel. In which case, I'd like to thank you all for some amazing contributions. If you'd like to be involved in a future episode, please reach out to me on LinkedIn or email me at connor.leyland at evolution-nordics.com. Thank you.